0: But What I pray and I hope is that everyone out there understands that they have something and we can all be good we can all help someone out we can all hold the door for for someone we can all give someone a dollar on the street who knows what they're going to spend it on but it's still there's this feeling of doing good and when you do good you get that sense of like feeling that wow like this is how I like to feel and that's what's driven me my whole life
1: I want to get to the bottom of how they discovered their passion, how they channel their talent consistently, and ultimately how their active ingredient is making the world a better place. Today's episode is with a real life superhero, Don Saladino. Don Saladino is one of the most in demand and respected trainers in the business. For over 20 years, he's coached actors, athletes, musicians, and CEOs to function at their full potential. He's also responsible for some of Hollywood's most coveted physiques. Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Liev Shriver, Hugh Jackman, John Krasinski, and Emily Blunt are just a few names who have trained with him at his gym, Drive 495 in Soho. Saladino has been tapped as a fitness expert in publications such as Men's Health, Men's Fitness, he was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness, and he is currently on the cover of Men's Health, so definitely check it out. Today we talk about how Don discovered fitness at a very young age as a tool to cope with his speech impediment how Hugh Jackman helped catapult his career, why spirituality is his grounding force, and what his key motivators are. We also talk about learning how to pivot within your career. And we also get into how he helped an incredible woman in Chicago lose 500 pounds. So with that, let's get into today's episode with the one and only Don Saladino. All right, so we are here with Don Saladino at Drive495, which is his gym space. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being me? on I the don't... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm, yes, still, we are.
0: Still trying to catch my breath.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I want to start off by being extremely like proud. I was at Whole Foods last weekend, and I, I literally screamed. I was like, oh my God, That's Don! Right. And so I saw Don on the cover of Health Magazine with my boyfriend, and I Men's freaked self? the yes. hell out.
0: Thank you very Congrats much. Congrats on that. That's well, amazing. It's, it's an honor and pleasure to know you as well.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um so I kinda mm-hmm. want to just dive right into sure. what your role is with Drive 495. And for people that may not know what Drive 495 okay. is, what is this gym?
0: Okay, so I started Drive 495. It's gonna be 15 years we're open 15 years next May. And um, you know, we, we originally started as a golf training facility, worked with a lot of golfers. My brother was a professional golfer, turned back amateur. Um really was focusing a lot on at the time was golf fitness mm-hmm. and then started working with Hugh Jackman probably 12 years ago. And that kind of catapulted my career in a in a much different direction. Golf is still a focus of ours, but it's become more of an amenity to our business.
1: Yeah, guys, if you hear a ball being like whacked, <laughs> yeah. it's because we are recording. It's kind of the quiet
0: next... in here, but you might it get is. some gunshots it in the is. background. that
1: guy that's doing it right next to yes. us is strong as hell. Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's killing it. But, um, you know, pretty much pivoted from golf and golf fitness into more you know, you can call it what you want, but strength training, functional training, aesthetics training. It really is. We really molded the worlds of performance and physique together. So we've worked with plenty of professional athletes. We've worked with many celebrities getting ready for the red carpet. So it's pretty much what everyone wants in life. I mean, if you if you ask your typical New Yorker's goal, yeah. it's to be strong, be mobile, look better naked, have better energy, better sex, all this stuff, all that yeah. good stuff. And it's just... It really is having the best of both worlds. So um, we've created a business out of that. We've been open now, you know, since our pivot, 13 years since our pivot, 15 years total. So,
1: so what is your role with the company now? I'm assuming it's definitely changed over the course of well, 15 yeah, years. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: I'm CEO. I mean, I mean, I don't even like to call it CEO. I mean, I'm the owner. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I started here as the most active trainer on the floor. I mean, yeah. I now have 10 coaches, three physical therapists, an acupuncturist, and two nutritionists. So... My role, you know, I I do training as little as possible. I probably train, today I train one client. I think during a week, maybe 10 to 15 sessions I'm doing. It's very minimal. And the reason why I'm even doing that is because I still love it. I still enjoy it. And I still like kind of keeping my axe sharp, if you know what I'm talking about. You got to be in it to really um, stay sharp. But uh, I I mean, I've got to focus on our brand drive, my brand, which is Don Salvino and all the other brands that I work with. And that's very time consuming.
1: That's actually a really good point because I, the whole podcast is about asking people how they figured out their passion and like working in their passion. And it's, I, I honestly, like I feel mixed about people saying like, if you work in what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I, I, I fall on two sides of the coin with that because like you said, like right now you're only training one person. Like at what point do you feel like your love has kind of like shifted for the business side of it and being able to scale so that you're like kind of bringing that message to other people? Or like, do you feel like you're missing on actually like, doing the work of being a trainer? No,
0: it's a a great question. Um, I don't don't miss grinding on the floor as a coach. So the days when I was training minimum of eight sessions a day, it would be a waste of my time now to do that. And that's not devaluing training. It's devaluing where is my efforts best placed. And anyone who says, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I think this is going to come off harsh, but it's a bullshit comment. Yeah. I absolutely love what I do. This is not a job for me. It's a calling every week you are throwing challenges and you are throwing specific things that you just wish didn't happen. Yeah. Last week, two of my air conditioners blown I up. I heard.
1: Up. Kim was telling me. It that. was
0: 92 degrees in the gym floor when I Guys, came New in. New York
1: is literally the grossest place to be right now. It's <laughs> disgusting.
0: So, you know, it was two of my uh, compressors went down. They said it was a four-week lead time, which turned into a two-day lead time. So we, we really lost AC for almost a week, but it cost me $19,000. I'm not sitting there going, oh, that's great. I'm so excited I'm working about. My this. Passion. I'm working my passion. Like I just lit nineteen thousand dollars on fire. Yeah. A couple of days later, my AC on the third floor goes. So now we're back into that problem, and then I dealt with two floods. So I've been here fifteen years. The space is in great shape, but shit happens. Yeah. So, and and it's it's almost comical to me because I've had so many coaches working here, and everyone, you know, at the end of the day, I've had a good relationship with almost everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a couple, you know, a couple of. Um, Partings will happen where you know you rub elbows the wrong way and yeah. there's a bad taste in your mouth and that's fine You know, totally. what I mean no one's sitting in my seat No one understands the decisions that I have to make but you know mm-hmm. Everyone wants like the glory and the glamour of owning a place mm-hmm. and then suddenly when something goes wrong You know, then they then they cry and they go running and they go complaining and they don't want to take responsibility Like last week when it happened. I just said wow this sucks and shit happens, excuse my language, and, you know, we pay curse the, on
1: this podcast. <laughs> pay, the, pay
0: the bill and move on. And just, yeah. you know, and it sucks. And I was at my accountants the other day and we had between that and the floods. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a $25,000, $30,000 month that literally just got lit on fire. And you hope that doesn't happen every month. Otherwise, you'll be out of business. But, right? you know, it really comes down to just having to accept it and having to move on.
1: So, and for the part of that question that was, like, about actually doing the workout or, like, or actually doing the training... Do you still feel satisfied with doing it with that one client? Yeah,
0: yeah, plenty, um, and I still get a great feeling from it as well. I, I yeah. had someone walk in this morning, not to mention a name, but they came in and they weren't in a great place and we were able to get their back feeling a lot better and give them the training effect that they needed and I yeah. called some audibles on, on their template this morning and they left there and they just were shaking their head looking at me and it's 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 a good feeling that'll never be a bad feeling it's you know never on the level of a doctor never but yeah. um you know it's like when a doctor's able to help someone out and give them totally. some type of a solution when an attorney's able to give someone some type of a solution some type of a satisfaction we have the ability to give someone flip that coin within yeah. an hour and that's a special thing
1: well i literally feel like i'm sitting across from a superhero because not only you're physical like you're a hundred percent what a superhero would look like but because of that because of that response like you are a problem solver like that is what you do you know
0: and it's so funny that you that you said that because for 20 years of being in the business people try and ask me what do you do because a lot of times people will call me celebrity trainer and it's like yeah it's not really what I do it's fun I train celebrities but yeah what what is a celebrity trainer um what I do really well is I surround myself with incredibly smart people and I you know I can get a phone call tomorrow by, by someone who has a you know um a life-changing injury or a specific sickness or illness. And I fortunately am affiliated with a lot of people at different hospitals, different boards where I can get MRIs turned over in a couple hours and get surgery turned over in less than 24 hours. And just, yes, solving problems, getting a PT over to your home, getting a masseuse over to you, getting a trainer over to you, getting a nutritionist or someone who specializes in you know, um, a specific type of nutrition for a specific type of illness. Now, I never like to think of it as training. I'm, I'm someone. What I do really good is I delegate and I connect the dots and I and I try and um, problems, uh, solve problems exactly. So, from I a of, health and wellness standpoint, that is.
1: totally. But also on the business standpoint, like even with that whole flooding situation, like a, a staff member that may not be suited for drive four nine five, sure. like all those different things. Like I just feel like, and the other conversation that we had that was not on this podcast, like I got that sense that like not having a solution is just not in your vocabulary. Like you, like even if it takes a few tries, like you will always get there.
0: Well, you'll at least try to, I mean, yeah. you know, unfortunately right right now, you know, I've got a really good buddy of mine who's battling several, um, uh, types of cancer stage four and, you know, we've connected him and we are trying to get him funding. We're trying to do specific things. And you know we're hoping that we're able to supply a solution but you can yeah. always you know i lost a buddy of mine of cancer last year you know we tried to supply a solution um my buddy now is gonna make it and we all know he's gonna make it so um you know a, a, again that's those are the real big problems you know that outweigh an ac blowing tenfold i'll, I'll take an ac and <laughs> uh, but you know again even when it comes to the club like i couldn't have done last week i was traveling if i didn't have Kim. Kim, Kim Nunez, who's been my right-hand person for the last 10 years. I love her. Years. She's She's literally the for, shit. <laughs> for the last 10 years. But, you know, again, Kim, Kim and I, you know, Kim started with me. And, I, and I'll say this to her right, if she walks in. Like, we we bumped heads for the first year. And I didn't know it was going to work out. And now, How did you find her? Um, I think it was a trainer of mine. And I think she came from another club. And I interviewed her. And I brought her in. And we just, I mean, she almost groomed herself. I mean, I think she just realized what it took to run a business. And she really became a student and she really worked and and, and I think kind of stepped out of her body and started analyzing areas of herself that needed work. And I think she was able to look at me and accept me for who I am and understand how I tick. And I think she knows that I'm not even close to perfect and she knows, you know, what gets me hot in a, you know, in a really bad way, a cold. And she's able to sit there and almost she 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 knows how to work with me, and I think because of that, we haven't had an argument in maybe nine years. I mean, it's that's amazing. We work together every day, and
1: that type of hire does not. Happen I don't know what I'd
0: do without her. <laughs> I mean, I almost like part of my six wanting to be successful in this business is you know to be successful for your own satisfaction. Yeah. And part of the reason why I want to be successful not only for my family but it's for her.
1: So I want to take it further back mm-hmm. to your childhood, huh? or even I mean, I know that your childhood had a big part of kind of identifying your love of fitness, cool. but do you remember the exact moment where you fell in love with it?
0: I know different moments. Um, you know, I think it started in the second grade when I had a hearing problem and I've told a story a bunch and I remember, you know, coming home and being really upset and battling with kids in school and not knowing how to fit in and, you know, dealing with what they were diagnosed back then as a learning disability. Things are so much different now, but, you know, I have two children, but, you know, I think, you know, coming home and knowing one day that uh, that baseball was my, that was my escape and understanding that I was really good at it. And I remember going into the yard with a bunch of kids and just being a step a couple steps ahead of them. And I think that's what drove me to become very athletic and drove me to play college baseball. And I think when, when the weights really clicked for me, it was one summer I was 16, I went home and I started working out on this universal gym. And I remember coming back into school and everyone was like, damn, like what happened to you? And I was like, oh really? Like I had no idea. And then I was like, wait a second, like women are noticing and I, <laughs> and I'm going to become a better baseball player doing this. Like, oh, I'm in, like buy in, yeah. right in right now. And I just started, like, it was like literally like the switch. And then I think it became more of an obsession. Um, I think the one time I realized that, wow, this is getting a little out of control, was I was, I was working one summer. I was going into college. Mm-hmm. I was playing summer league. I got in a lot of trouble with my parents. And they turned around. Troublemaker. And they, yeah. <laughs> and they actually tried grounding me from the gym. I was like, oh, I can't go out this weekend. They're like, no, we're not going to let you go to the gym. And I was like, what?
1: They knew. What,
0: what are you talking about? I'm like, no. I'm like, that makes no sense. I'm like, the gym is good for me. Why would you ground me from the gym? Ground me from going out. Like there's, there's several parties yeah. this weekend. I don't want to go out. And They're like, yeah, you know what? You have a good point. Ground you from going out. You can go to the gym. Oh and I was my like, god!
1: Yes. <laughs> so you're also so you're also a great negotiator at Fantastic. a young age.
0: But <laughs> oh well, my god, you know, So one time, my my parents just kind of missed the the, the nail, urge, but they were I think they were trying to take away from me what I loved, and they realized, wait, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is actually really good for me.
1: But I think that that's actually like a really good point of, and I think it's just important for children in general because a lot of the times like in comparison to your classmates or whoever, like you could be really bad at one thing, but like the fact that you were able to identify it and I'm sure your parents were kind of like massaging that in you, like that you were good at something, like the fact that you had a a learning, quote unquote, learning disability at that age, like that, that's something that could have really fucked you up forever. Like if you, if you hadn't identified baseball or identified this like love of fitness, like who knows knows where you would have been, you know? Who knows?
0: And you know what, you know what sucks about is there's a lot of kids out there that are dealing with. Something. Um, I went, Emily Blunt invited me um, a few weeks ago to the, uh, to the AI, the American Institute for uh, for stuttering. She was a stutterer, I was a stutterer, and I was really honored because I got brought up onto this, this panel with Emily asking questions to Arthur Blank, who's the uh, founder, the CEO of Home Depot and the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. And there was like me, we're right there, we're both in suits and they're asking questions. It was great. But you have this young group of, chil- of children, kids, who came up and they're stuckers. And to just you know, the second I looked at them, I got really emotional because I I, I, I was able, I was able to relate yeah. and I was able to, you know, you can look at them and everyone in the crowd and there was a different level of goodness on these people because yeah. everyone in a way I think dealt with an insecurity. So you're, so you're, you're, you're on the floor with everyone who's in suits, people who are very successful, but they dealt with some insecurity. So the second you met them, it was immediately, it wasn't even a handshake. It was like a hug and like people were just hugging each other. And when I saw these young kids get up there between the ages of you know, 10 and probably 17, 18, and they all had stutters. And they were so positive and so incredible. And it took them a while to form their words and form their sentences. But when you turn around and looked at everyone in the crowd, everyone had smiles and everyone had tears in their eyes. Yeah. And it was, but it was one of the nicest things I've ever experienced. But yeah, not every kid's going to have baseball. But what I pray and I hope is that everyone out there understands that they have something and we can all be good. We can all help someone out. We can all hold the door for, for someone. We can all give someone a dollar on the street. Who knows what they're going to spend it on. But it's still, there's this feeling of doing good. And when you do good, you get that sense of like feeling that, wow, like this is how I like to feel. And that's what's driven me my whole life. So I know even when I get into a bad place emotionally or me- you know mentally, I try and put myself into an environment where I'll like go to church or I'll go try and donate my time or you know, I get so many DMs that... You know, I might jump on a phone call with someone or DM someone a long paragraph and they're like, I can't believe you got back to me, but I'm helping someone. Yeah. So I know me helping someone, it's in a way very selfish because it's it's it's, it's doing good it for someone good. else, but it's yeah. making me, I'm doing it not only to help someone, but to make me feel good as yeah. well. As, but you know, whatever works.
1: I like that you brought up church, and it's something that I've actually never talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I go to church every Sunday, awesome. and I I love hearing from high performers like yourself that mm-hmm. also go and like obviously like this podcast isn't about religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would love to hear from you, like what is it about it that kind of grounds you?
0: Well, I was raised Catholic, and I, listen, if you're Jewish, Protestant, Methodist, just I think it's important that yeah that yeah that you have something. Not not devaluing atheists or people who who yeah. don't. They just whatever they value in life. Um, I value that my mom brought me to Mass every Sunday growing mm-hmm. up. She was a Eucharistic minister. I became the head usher at my church. So to this day, every Sunday, unless I'm traveling, eleven thirty Mass, I'm in there. Yep. I'm probably there at about ten after eleven. And what do I get out of out of it? You know, obviously the sermon, listening to the priest or the monsignor speak, but I also get an opportunity to reflect. And you listen That's to exactly a... it for Right. right. And yeah. you listen to a lot of high power people and they talk about their morning mm-hmm. routine. And this, and everyone's trying to package something and sell something. I just, I just believe that you need some time, um, to show gratitude. And I think that's every day of my life. I try and sit for a few minutes, whether it's prayer before bed, whether it's waking up. And I read this little passage every morning out of this book that I have every morning. I read it. There's, What's the book? It's, um, God, it's, uh, my mom gave me the book. It's, it's called, it's actually called Jesus is calling. I'm laughing when I say it because it sounds very <laughs> like you know it sounds very very Catholic, but it but it's cool. It's like every every day it's like July first, July second. It's like one little paragraph, and it basically gives you what is like kind of the focus of the day. And they talk a lot about gratefulness, forgiveness, um, letting go. You know, fighting demons. You know, what do you you know what do you do in situations? Really quick, really easy. I'm I'm, I'm going to buy you a copy.
1: Oh my god, I, I want it
0: definitely. And <laughs> but like I think like whether like I said, whatever your religion is. I believe in what I believe in, and you know, don't yeah. judge me on that because you have your belief. And yeah. I'm not saying what I do is better than you. And it may I, not
1: even have to be like going to actual church. It's more that giving mm-hmm. yourself an hour a week that is that same time that you're kind of reflecting. Be grateful. Yeah. I'm not happy
0: about blowing 19 grand last week, city, yeah. But I am trying, and it might sound fake, but I'm trying to turn around and say, wow, you know what? What's the positive out of this? Where years ago I would have flipped, I would have thrown a desk over, I would have you know yelled or become emotional. I'm learning to deal with these situations a lot better. I'm going to visit my buddy in the hospital last night. He's got a much different fight. And that, it's very unfortunate he's going through, but it does put things in perspective. But I think gratefulness is, is something that everyone should be doing.
1: I love that you talked about that. Um, so, okay, so we have kind of gone through your childhood. You <clears throat> started noticing that the ladies were into your, your uh, new yeah, yeah, a little
0: bit. Maybe, I think they just said something. I'm not saying they were it <laughs> but they just, they noticed. So, so your
1: confidence funny. is building. Mm-hmm. At what point was there a shift from just you doing fitness because of the love of fitness to kind of going into an entrepreneurial journey in the space? <sighs>
0: Well, I mean, college, you know, listen, in college, you're you're taking classes and you're meeting people and yeah. you're partying and you're working out and you're doing that stuff. So I think my honor, entrepreneurial juices really took off once um, after I left my first job when I graduated. So when I graduated, I went and I worked for Equinox for a year and then I left a year later and I had to, I had to develop my own business like overnight. So Why? It was, you know, they got sold and they're, I don't necessarily say they're rebranding, but they're taking a different shift and there's different pay structures and things I I look back on now and I'm like, I get, you know, why they got rid of a lot of people, but it just wasn't a good fit for me anymore. And I remember within 24 hours, I think I tripled my yearly salary. So I set myself up on a path to triple that. And then I think a year later I doubled that. So, you know, by 22, 23 years old, you know, I'm making 200,000 bucks. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm living by myself in New York city. I got a great apartment on 57th street on the 31st floor. And, um, I think I bought my first place by 25, 26. And that is I,
1: like literally unheard of. Like God was, bless my you Like we're so screwed.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's no, trust me. It's, it's hitting all of us now. Um, but, uh, you know, I, not to not to shine like I, I was some huge success. I just I had some opportunities and I had some really good fortunes fall on my lap, and I had some things happen that were fantastic. And even opening this place, I became really good friends with the director of con- construction for a place called Millennium Partners. He said he'd come in and do the construction for cost. And how um, did
1: you even have that much money though to like build this? You place have to there? raise.
0: You have to raise. You go to friends. You go to family. You go to whoever you can get a dollar from. But and like
1: you say this as if it's like. Duh, right? Like, and to well, you, you to you, no, yeah, you, you but to, to, to you, it may be duh, but like to a lot of people and like most people, I would say like, that's a humongous, yeah. a humongous task mm-hmm. to take on. Right. Yeah. First of all, how did you have the courage to be able to say, oh, I know I'm going to be able to raise this money. And well, second, like, did you have entrepreneurial parents? Like how, how did you become this person? My parents were
0: catering. Um, I, I came from an entrepreneurial family because my grandfather who helped me out drastically, mm-hmm. um, he passed away at around the time where, when I opened right around that time. Mm -hmm. So he saw me kind of, he kind of set me off to sale and I think he kind of gave me that blessing and he definitely helped me out from a funding Mm -hmm. standpoint. But, um, you know, how do I, how did I get the courage? I don't know if it was courage. I think it was more stupidity because when- How old were you? 20... I had this place open by 28, 29. So I think by then, and I've got people that I know, old trainers, friends that, you know, open small places. I'm not devaluing. It's just different. Like if you're opening a 1,500 square foot facility- it's just different. You open a 15,000 square foot facility like like this. I remember at one point when we had to make our shift, we were burning 70 grand a month. We were just losing. You know, I mean, the overhead here is high. Um, so I think it was more being naive. I think it was more just, it's just a combination of believing in yourself, but also being naive and not fully knowing what you're getting into. Um, but I had to recreate, we had to recreate this place, you know, two, three times. They went from a golf fitness training facility to you know, what it is today, but then we launched a digital company and that, that technically failed. And then, you know, launched another digital company and I've gotten with like three or four brands and some have done amazing and some haven't done well. So, you know, it's very easy. You know, you look at someone and you say, oh, wow, they seem like this, this like, like way success. success yeah. and I'm like, Jesus, like I, I burn money. That's what and, I want to talk about more. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: so with all these pivots, how do you identify the next thing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Like this second, I'm doing it because I've been open for 15 years. And Which I is ha-
1: funny because right now you are literally on the cover of Mental Health. You are the epitome of success. Thank you. And that's I no, mean that's I, great. That's I great. I feel like you I'm are. doing it
0: now because I've been open for 15 years. And I and listen at at, at a certain point this here like the place we're sitting in it's gotta go away. It's either like you expand, you sell, you move to something else, you decide to be more sca- uh, scalable, you focus more on personal brand. Like what is it that you're going to do? And what I'd like to do is, uh, is you know, uh, there's one of my celebrity clients that I'm focusing on partnering up with and pivoting this place into another location and doing somewhat of a scale. Pivoting
1: one. as in like this will no longer exist and it'll be a new space or you'll have a second space.
0: Probably a new space. So we probably want to right size this place is 15 years old. I yeah. mean, it's, it's. You know, um, I have 15,000 feet and we're paying for 15,000 feet and we only have 10,300 usable. So we can get into eight or 9,000 feet and, you know, just bring your overhead down and you can move your, your infrastructure and your trainers and your membership over a few blocks away and you can just do things better and smarter. So that's what I'd like to do. But you know, there's so many opportunities getting thrown at me right now. There's like three brands that I'm working with. I'm starting to do a lot of public speaking. I have my digital platform that's starting to do really well. It's really cool. Like last week, I was in Long Beach speaking. Next week, I'm in Rhode Island speaking, and there's a you know this company. which is like
1: so cool coming from it, the background of having been a stutter or like a oh quote yeah. unquote learning. Oh my god! How like, like that's incredible.
0: How like crazy that is too. And I, I'll actually sometimes I'll joke around about it because sometimes I'll be up there and you'll you'll hear me like right there. I just did it. I, you, you know, no, you'll, you didn't. You'll, you'll see. Most <laughs> people like don't really pick up on it, but I'll pick up on it and I'll yeah. make fun of it. I just think it's something that I'm so. Proud to have had that in my history, and I'm I'm so happy to be able to affiliate myself with those people because they're such good people. And um, you know what it is? What it is? It's not really a disability or a problem. It's just kind of part of my personality. So um, I, I don't know fully where the business is going, but I know it's all good.
1: But how do you how do you like check in with yourself to identify what that next thing is?
0: Well, I think you've got to set up like a, right now there's a plan A, plan B, plan C, and I'm not necessarily saying once I know what I want to do. So I know plan A is like what I want to do. But if that doesn't work out, that doesn't mean plan B or plan C isn't going to be more successful. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to just, when you realize you can find out something's going to be like, it is what it is, let it be like, then you've got to say, all right, it's time to, you know, I, I got to go that route now. And it's, yeah. Not always in your hands. You know, like an investor can pull out. The person that you want to do the project can pull out. The landlord might turn around and want to increase rent by a third. There's just certain things. It doesn't mean you're not successful. There's just certain things that you can't, a business can't yeah. support. You so know?
1: The, the takeaway here is make sure that you're covered with a few different options.
0: Have some, have a, yeah, have a, I don't want this to come off like, oh, I don't believe in myself. But anyone who says, oh no, it's definitely going to work. Like I, every successful person I met, like. A lot of them try and say, oh, man, there was not a doubt in my mind. Like, bullshit. Like, I've trained Calvin Klein for two years. He told me that there was a time where he was walking down the beach with his daughter thinking to myself, what am I going to do if this doesn't work out? You know, Joe Horowitz, the founder of Tommy Hilfiger, same conversation. You know, my, my really close buddy, Mike Mardini, just sold his company for you know, a couple hundred million bucks. You know, there was a time where you were sitting there going, uh, uh, this is part of my identity. What am I going to do if this doesn't work out? Don Saladino has sat there and gone, holy shit. If this doesn't work out, what is gonna happen? So yeah, you 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 gotta run with some fear. Like yeah. run scared, try harder, there's no room for complacency. Those are three kind of rules I've always lived by. And running scared isn't a bad thing. It's like having fear. Fear isn't a bad thing. Sometimes I think when you're when you're when you have no fear, you're that's complacent. when yeah, that's when you become complacent and that's yeah. when someone turns around and they become better than you, or they open a place next door to you and you get buried and you know, it, it's um yeah, no, I think, th- I think, you know, believe in yourself, but also you got to step up plan B.
1: Well, it's interesting to me that your next pivot is another brick and mortar, actual physical it space. It or might maybe. Not be. It might not be. Maybe, but the fact that it's like obviously top of mind and that you currently do have a brick and mortar space uh-huh. with like just the way that the fitness industry is kind of moving. Mm-hmm. And like, this is like more just like specific to you, but what, what is it about an actual physical space that draws you?
0: You know, I love a place to hang my hat. You know, it's it's having your own spot. There's always something special about that. Being able to create a culture and a community is something special. Being able to become a place to supply solutions to people. Um, I know a lot of these uh, boot camps, a lot of these you know small boutiques. They're, you know, people. Some people are enjoying them, and you know, but it, it, there's really no true. Um, becomes very sloppy. Yeah. I think that's a polite way of me, of me putting it. Like any, like a club, club promoters now are turning around and they're hiring a trainer and they're turning a room up to 110 degrees and they're yeah. lowering the lights and they're turning on the music and they're like, let's just move, 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 move. And then people are like, well, I'm not getting in better shape or yeah. I'm getting hurt. And for the, for the small percentage of people who are like, well, I used to sit on my couch and I absolutely hated, hated working out. And now I love this. I'm like, then keep doing it. Like yeah. I'm not going to talk you out of it. But I'm talking about the other percentage of individuals who are coming to me and they're like. Why is my back hurting me? Why is my shoulder hurting me? How do I look a specific way? How do I get my energy up? How do I become stronger? Yeah. How do I develop more confident? How do I do that while I'm getting older? How do I just improve all my movement? And we're kind of like an all-in-one solution. And, and I do... There's something I enjoy about that. I mean, I still love to this day going downstairs and seeing people benefiting from what we're supplying.
1: No, I think it's also necessary. Like people crave human there's interaction. There's a need for it. There's, yeah. a,
0: there's a There's a need for it. And I'm telling
1: you, the pendulum's going to swing the other way, and this is what people need.
0: I believe. You know, it's so funny that you said that because I do believe we've been in going into this whole boutique realm, and I think it's a and the point, online
1: fitness space, the executive coaching, the blah blah blah.
0: That's re- that's that's really where I think it's most disgusting in the industry because. You know, a buddy of mine, one of the most respected nutritionists I've ever met in my life the other day, had a big influencer, call him up. She had, not to mention any names, but she had terrible, you know, issues, digestive issues, mm-hmm. basically. Hired him for all these issues. She doesn't know anything about training. She just has a great body. And he gives her all this information and he does everything he needs to do for it. And she shafts him out of money. She doesn't pay him any money. And then she turns around and on her site, she tries and turns into this wellness expert. She takes all the information that she stole from him and starts putting it up. And this woman wouldn't know how to train herself out of a, you know, out of a, 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 off of a yoga mat. So, um.
1: And not to say that all executive coaches do that, but I just think that it's important to have a physical space too.
0: But a lot of them, no, listen, I know a lot of coaches that do not have a physical space and they're phenomenal coaches, but they're coaches. You know, my close buddy, Ben Bruno. Um, he has a physical space. It's in his garage and it's small. And I was there last week and he was joking around about it. Ben's a phenomenal coach. Ben is someone I would have anyone, I would put my kids to train with Ben. He's, he's that good. You don't need your own space to be a great coach, but you have to be a coach. The problem that I have is influencers mm-hmm. turning around, this is what works for me. So this is what's going to work for you. And then they go on, they take a quick weekend certification. And, but if it works, it works. You know, if, if someone's enjoying following that person and it works, it's great. But, if you're looking for a solution, if you're having issues, if if something's not working, you, you you have to go to someone who can troubleshoot and who can solve problems.
1: Um. So you obviously work with the best of the best in the Hollywood space, yeah, yeah, yeah. or I don't even know. Like, I mean, very reputable names: Hugh Jackman. Jim I don't John work Hull. with you.
0: I don't work with Hugh anymore. Hugh, Hugh, and I. Hugh and I worked together twelve years ago, and I remember this is when my daughter. I worked with him for a year, and then he moved, and he kind of left this whole area. I think he, he opened a gym on the West side, but, um, from Hugh, I was able to build a huge business and I was able to get connected with some of the, the biggest names in Hollywood. That was stuff. my next question. Yeah. Like
1: how was he, how did you even get introduced to him? He was,
0: he was great. I, I, it was, it was a lot of luck. So one of my buddies, Rico Wesley, he was a trainer, um, that I used to work with, I think at Equinox back in 99. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I knew Rico from. And, um, we, be, we always stayed tight. We became good friends and he asked if he can bring you in and I was a great so I'm to this people. space. Yeah, I was like, "Great, come on in." And I think at the time where he brought you in, uh, Rico's wife had triplets, and they were moving, and I think there was just schedule issues, and you know, Rico had a conversation with me, and my
1: intervention happens, and yeah, you're well, the Rico, trainer. Well, I,
0: I think Rico was just like, "Listen, listen, he's trained with a thousand trainers." Yeah. I mean. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take credit cause I did prepare him for two really big movie roles and I did, Which help him ones along. were they? uh, Australia and the Wolverine and Wolverine.
1: Oh, casual. Yes.
0: Yeah, so you created was, the
1: Wolverine. I wouldn't, really,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't just say <laughs> just that. Just take the credit. Hugh did, Hugh did, Hugh, listen, he works really hard. I think what yeah. I did with Hugh is I definitely directed him and I, and I introduced him to some specific things and he wasn't huge in the lower body training at the time and we got a squat really strong and, um. There was a lot of good stuff that we added in there. And I was proud of the work that we did with him. And my training's evolved so much since then. But Hugh introduced me to Ryan Reynolds. Um, I think, where was it, Ryan? No, he introduced me to Scarlett Johansson. And then I met Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan ended up to this day becoming like family. And, also,
1: he's uh, your twin, by
0: the way. Not really. Ryan's way more talented. No, but you guys look a lot alike. Has
1: anyone told you that?
0: No, I don't think so. Okay, well, you really do look... He's taller than me and way more wittier. And I would never... Obviously, the thing about Ryan is I would never get into a verbal dispute with him because he would just bury me in two seconds. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. He's he's very... uh, He's the kindest human being, but he's way too smart for me to get into a verbal dispute. Interesting. That's why he's so talented. And I think that's why he's able to... um, know, come up with time. And
1: navigate the space the way that he does. He's yeah.
0: just he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's just and you're around him. He's such a good person. He's done so many good things, so many charitable things that he doesn't talk about. And he's done so much good for so many people and he just keeps it under the radar. So and, cool. uh, he's a beautiful person. Uh but you know then Blake Lively and Blake has become, you know, like family and then yeah. they introduced me to John Krasinski and Emily Blunt who i become, you know, yeah, i mean, like literally so, couple oh my career. God, they're, like, <laughs> they're one the, like, there's two couples right there that are incredible. So, you know, I, I'm more, I'm more honored to know them. It's yeah. less about the celebrity and it's less about that stuff. I think when you get to, to get together with them you see what type of people you are, then yeah. you, you want to be around good people. And I think yeah. that's why I want to be around them. And I think as my career goes off more and more, it's, um, I, I was never one to want to disclose that I worked out with them. And I think there was a period of time where you kind of have to. Yeah. And now I'm at the point where like, I don't even really want anyone to know because I just want to focus on them and their, their privacy. Totally. And, but a lot of the magazines, a lot of the tabloids, they're, they're the ones talking about it when someone does an article. Yeah, and bring... you and
1: I have talked about this. Yeah. The, the space, like obviously like having those names and like that's They're cool that's about my, it. Yeah. They're
0: cool about it, but I always feel a little like, Oh man like I'm talking about them and I no, just totally. I don't I never want them to feel like that um that, that that's you're like I'm leveraging there. them yeah, 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 totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean I I do think it is important because the level of success that you've had probably like it catapulted with you and, and a having, lot of it is because of that. Yeah, and a lot and that's that's like something important I think that we should talk about because where you are today has a lot to do, to do with, with the, the names, but like the fact sure. that you got those names were due to your talent. So like, it's like a, a give and take, but I think it's I'm humble stuff.
0: enough. I'm humble enough to, to understand that if I didn't have those people,
1: no, you're incredible, but thank like, you.
0: No, 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 but I'm humble enough. But uh, thank you. But uh, thank you. But I, I want to be clear about that. I'm humble enough to understand that, my career wouldn't have catapulted the way it did yeah. if I did not have those people. Yeah. Am I the same person? Yes. Am I the same coach? Yes. But you can't tell me, anyone that it doesn't help out. Of course it does. And I'm forever grateful for them.
1: So I actually want to take it to the other sure. side of this. I am obsessed with this journey with Laura Sommers. Oh yes. We got to talk about this. I want to know everything. I mean, okay, oh, my favorite. I need to Okay, wait for context for context yes. for people that are listening. Don has helped this incredible woman lose 500 pounds?
0: It was 500 pounds as of last week.
1: That is like how in God's name?
0: Like And, and we didn't mention one name and he's actually turned into one of my closest friends, but Sebastian Stan. And Seb is he's not I don't even consider him a client. He's not a client. He's um someone. He's my workout partner. Yeah. And he's someone that we're 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 just you know we've been training together for so long, and he's um, he, it, Laura was because of him. It was all because of Seb. So what happened was is Laura was 872 pounds. She had cardiomyopathy. She was.
1: How were you connected to her? Through, through Seb. Him. Yeah. Got so it. what happened was
0: is that Laura stopped started following me because she follows Seb. And Seb and I would do posts together, and Seb would put up pictures on the social, and I'd be in it, and she'd be like, oh, I follow this guy, Don. And she lost, like, 300 pounds from just watching the stuff I was doing. And then she DMs me one day, and, and there was a time... She took
1: it upon herself to do the things that you were doing with Yeah, Seb. yeah, you,
0: you know, started from removing... From Seb. Uh, Seb, 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 Sebastian. So she started removing specific things, and, you know, her diet, and was making it better, but she hit this plateau at around 600 pounds. At 600 pounds... Was when she shot me a message, and the second she shot me a message, I knew who she was. I was like, "Oh you no, know, I recognize you! Like you, you always comment, and all of her comments are always very sweet." No, yeah, no. I'm I get...
1: obsessed. I started following her. I'm obsessed with her. She's
0: amazing. No, it gets better. So she, you know, her comments are very sweet. She was always very positive. You can tell she was just she had her head on straight. And I said, "What's your phone number?" She goes, "Excuse me." I said, "I, I want to talk to you." She's like, uh, she got like all nervous, you know, I call her, I'm like, Hey, it's done. She's like, I can't be on the phone with me. I'm like, no, let's, let's talk. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how much did you weigh? She's like, oh, it's 872. Like, what are you now? She's like 600 pounds. I'm like, all right, listen, do me fair. This is what I need. I said, I need you to get me, um, I'll help. I said, but I need you to get me a consent from your doctor. I need you to get me your, some medical reports. Send me a picture. I want a before picture just for us. Because I the purpose of the before picture, and I told her this. I was like, I just wanted to know you were telling me the truth. Like yeah. I didn't see, like I didn't see a picture of you, I didn't know what you look like. You weren't posting any pictures of yourself on I went on her Instagram, there was no pictures of her. And um sent me a pic. She sent me a pic, and I was like, Okay, like she sent me the doctor's report. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, call her, I'm like, Are you ready? She's like, Yeah, I'm like, all right. Um where did she live? Chicago. So we um, I started with a diet, I wrote her out a diet I send her, and I'm like, listen, Laura, if I'm gonna do this for you, she's like, Don, I can't afford you. I'm, like, I'm gonna do it for free. I'm never taking a cent from you if you do what I tell you to do. But the second you push back on me, I'm done, I'm out. Like, there's no room for pushback here, but you gotta be honest, I'll know if you're lying. I, I can, I'll know if you're lying. I write out the diet, she's immediately like, I can't do this. Like, Laura, I just had this conversation. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm on food stamps. She's like, I can't afford to go buy this stuff. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'm like, all right. I'm like, let me do a diet on food stamps. So I'm like sitting there and then, so we start with the diet and I'm like, well, how much can you walk during a day? Can you go out and buy a step tracker? She's like, no, I can't afford it. I'm like, all right, listen, you have your phone, measure steps. How many steps does it say you're measuring? She gave me a number. I'm like, that number's bullshit. It was way too high. I'm like, all right, we're just going to use this. As a I'm like, that number's wrong. We're going to use this as a quantifiable number. So she start, has to start walking in the house because it's like winter time. She can't walk outside because she's on I a walker. I'm also like
1: assuming that at that weight, you can't really walk too far.
0: Right. You can't walk. She has a walker. There's ice outside. So she's living in this house. That's not a mansion. And she's got to walk up and down the stairs and I have her tracking steps. And um, I'm honestly
1: surprised she can even go up and down
0: the stairs now. So the first time I remember, the first time I had her I'm like when's the last time you got on and off the floor? And she's like, uh, years. I don't know. Like I haven't been able to, like I get on off my bed, but I've never gotten off and off the floor in years. I'm like, set your timer and get back to me. How long does it take you to get on off? She goes, what side? Like, whatever side you feel stronger on. She calls me back and she was like, I don't remember if it was the right or left side, but I think she said right side, 15 minutes. It took her 15 minutes to get off the floor. I'm like, if you're going to do it, do it near your railing because you may, if you can't get off the floor. And that's what we started with. And then suddenly it became um, a step challenge. I said, you owe me a 30 day step challenge and you're going to walk um, 2000 steps a day or whatever it was. And it's a step challenge and you're going to put a board in front of your chest And you're going to put the number one for day one. You're going to photograph it and you're going to DM it to me. So I know you're doing it. Going to my DMs now, I probably have like three years of of pictures. I never deleted day one, the next day, day two. Her and I communicate to this day every single day. Now, fast forwarding, we have a meal delivery service sending her food. I had true form treadmills deliver her with me to Chicago. We surprised her with a treadmill for the wintertime. She can't walk. I have my buddy Rick Mayo over at Anytime Fitness. They comped her a gym membership and we have Dylan Fogarty right now, their top trainer, training her five days a week for free. And he communicates with me weekly. Um, we have Garden of Life sending her shakes and, and bars and, and sending her stuff to just, you know, get her by. And um, it's this incredible team effort. And every day she's at the gym now. She went 363, I think it was 362 or 363 straight days. And she called me up like deathly sick. She's like, I, I, I don't want to let you down, but I'm throwing up. I can't walk this and I said, just go to bed rest. It was around the holidays. Call me when you're, when you're feeling better. And, like three days later, she calls me. She was like crying on the phone. She was upset. She was tough, though, like tough. She's like, what do I do? Because she was sending me the, uh, the number, and I said, write the number one, erase the board, erase the 362, write the number one, take a picture, send me the fucking picture. And I said, I want you to post about it. I want you to tell your story she be, why I let you down? I go, no, you didn't. You inspired people because you're going to show them how you get back on the fucking horse. Exactly. And, she fell, and she fell off and she got back on and she posted number one. Now I think, I don't even know what her thing says. I mean, I think she's like 500 days in and she's doing like a 60 days opportunity. So I have a thing right below. It. It's like opportunities. Like how many days was she assigned to go to the gym and how many days did she miss? And she's missed like one day in the last like 60 oh. Uh, days in the gym and she's incredible. dropping probably anywhere from a pound to three pounds a week which would seem high by normal standards I now have a, I now have a you know nutritionist who's come aboard who's consulting with me um, Martha McKittrick uh, she's a um, She's uh with with Epicure also, which is yeah. the meal delivery service. Epicure has been amazing. All low blow foods, all low fat foods, and they're sending her meals like every week. It's, it's it's incredible, and it's and it's a team effort. And we're doing you know we're doing calls and we're working with her like she's a professional athlete for what she has, and she's slowly getting her goal. And the Today Show flew out with me to drop the treadmill off and surprise her. I can give you some footage Stop. on that. Yeah, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a video on that, which is great. And um, you know we'll get her to below two hundred pounds and talk to her the other day. I'm like love you. She's like love you too. I'm like keep going. And she messaged me and like normal people. And I'm allowed to talk about this, but she's like I'm having a bad day. What do I do? Or I have my period and I'm angry. Or you know I'm like listen, let's talk and we'll have a conversation. And it's it's been incredible to be able to help someone. But I gotta give her credit, man. She's she's. A,
1: I mean that is no is easy task. Tough woman. That is insane. She's well, I 12. mean, that has been like the most insane journey to watch. I mean, on Instagram, I started following her like, I don't know. Like I didn't three
0: expect weeks it. I didn't expect it and I didn't get involved in it for anything but just helping her because I didn't know where it was going to Do you know go. how many
1: people she's probably helping from you helping her? Every
0: day now she puts a post up and it'll be like a recap on the week and she talks about her feelings. She talks about her emotions and I'll read it now and I'll be like. Damn, you're starting to motivate me. And she's been very well spoken. I, I, am no,
1: obsessed with her. Like no, I, I think this
0: is this is my pr- prediction. We get her, we get, and no, it's not about the weight. We get her into a healthy state. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna fix her right up, and I think she's got public speaking. A hundred percent. She's yeah, got book
1: deals. Laura, I'm obsessed with yeah, you Yeah,
0: she's the best. She's uh, like
1: oh my god, I can't get enough. Yeah,
0: she's the best. It really is. Special. Well a
1: very, very cool story. Well
0: we'll 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 uh we'll do an intro the next time she's in town. Yeah. Let's do a sit down. she'll oh get an interview by you. Yeah, it'll be fun.
1: I actually would have loved that so much. Yeah, no, I could
0: set that up easy. Laura, um, you doing that. Yeah. Laura, Man, you're going to come on active you. ingredient. The best.
1: Um, actually speaking of active ingredient, um, the whole podcast, like the point that I'm doing this is to help people that may not know how to identify what it is that that's that thing in them. Mm-hmm. And like people that are just so lost that they feel like they don't know themselves or they don't, they don't even know the questions to ask themselves. Like they may, may be at a nine to five and not to like shit on nine to fives, but like a nine to five that doesn't mean anything to them or whatever. And like, now with what we were saying about everyone, like shout out from the rooftops, like work in what you love or whatever, like it's not even about working in what you love. It's like, how can we help people ask the right questions to themselves? Well,
0: I think the first, the first thing that I think most, I want most people understand is that just because someone's successful at what they do doesn't mean that they have it figured out you know. So true. No one said that. Yeah. So, so just because someone's making a lot of money or they have a beautiful family or they're good looking or a good build, like it does, it doesn't mean they have figured it out. And I know that because, um, I have a lot of good things in my life and I don't have to figure it out. And I'm still leaning towards people to help me not only make decisions, but get, you know, get a perspective on something. It may not even be about decisions. I, I spoke to my really close client the other day, Dwight, and I was going through my different options and, one of the smartest guys I know, and he gave me some incredible advice. So I, I think that's the first thing. I think a lot of us put pressure on ourselves because when you think that everyone around you has it figured out, it makes you feel inadequate.
1: That's exactly why I'm doing this because right. everyone's probably comparing and it's so, like...
0: And, and that's what's bullshit. That's what I hate about social. Yeah. Um, what I hate about social media is you get people and they're just putting up the best of them on it. Yeah. And, you know, they got to they gotta understand... You know, I, I did a post once of Lauren and I having a conversation. It wasn't wasn't the greatest conversation. It was more like what she was fighting with. And it just – it showed a discussion. And rather than everything always being orchestrated with like the perfect cameras and the perfect lighting, like I think we – I think people out there have to realize that there's a lot of imperfect going on there. So yeah. I think that will just – that in itself sh- hopefully will kind of get people to relax. And then – um I think at the very least, if you don't have that thing, if you feel like you're someone who is, you know, well, well, you know, maybe I'm not athletic or maybe, you know, maybe I, I don't have a job that I love or maybe I don't have a great family or maybe like, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, I think there's still, you could still become impactful for someone else. I do know that I haven't met anyone in my lifetime that doesn't feel good about doing good for others. And if there is someone who doesn't feel good about doing good for others, I don't wanna know them. These are people I don't really wanna be around (laughs) anyway, so they're doing me a favor, but I haven't met anyone in my life that hasn't put a smile on their own face for putting good. I've met some pretty terrible people, but even those people, I can tell that they feel good when they're able to help people out. So um, start by helping someone out, doing one good thing a day, do something that's very unselfish, hold the door for someone, you know, just be generous with your time. Do something that's low co- no cost. And I would just start there and start building yeah. on it and start trying to get your mind into a good spot and start trying to surround yourself with people who are positive. Like, I love being around people. You know, I got the great privilege of meeting this guy, Jason Redmond. Uh, The other day, he's a very well-known Navy SEAL and he was, um, you know, fought in Afghanistan and Iraq and he's very well decorated, sorry, and uh, he was involved in a terrible gunfire and spent a ton of time in the hospital. I'm reading his book now and I met him and the second I got around him, I was like, oh my God, like, was it because he was a Navy SEAL or because, you know, because he's so tough? He was a good person. You know his other buddy Shane, good person. He was a seal also. These are these are these are guys who you know have given a lot for their country, but they've also you know they understand a lot about the spirit and the mind and about being there for others and about doing good for others. And when you get around people, um, who you see are that good or successful or yeah. whatever it might be, I'm the type of person like that's why I want to be around yeah. for just the reason of like oh wow like. I just feel good being around you. Like I'm yeah. enjoying learning from you. I'm enjoying talking to you. Like yeah. it's making me a better person. And that might sound selfish, but that's, that's, that's kind of where my, of I mean, that's the yeah. beauty of it. That's where my priority That's why, you know, I love, you know, I love my wife so much because she adds so much value to my life and she yeah. does so much for me. And she's just, she's so unselfish with her time. And like I did, I did a PowerPoint last week and right afterwards she's like, oh my God, you, you, like, you did so great, but let's sit and talk I got some stuff for you and I was like oh my god what do you have I wasn't like oh it's my wife talking to me about this like no I was like, I knew what she was going to tell me was good stuff, and she literally had like a whole page of notes. Oh my right.
1: god, I love this. And she's
0: like, boom, 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 boom. We just sat down. I'm like, yeah, okay, but do you think this? And do you think that? She's like, i got some ideas. Let me put it together. And the last night she called me up. She goes, I laid this whole thing out for you. What do you think? And I was like, oh my god, like, that's amazing. I couldn't do this myself. Are <laughs> you kidding me? That. And that's, but that's like, I love my wife. But she just she brings so much to the table for me, and it's it's nice when you want to give to someone and they want to give back. Then you're around. Then you have a team. My team is really strong.
1: Would you say that your team is your active ingredient? Like your purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it's not only, it's not as much about putting money in my pocket. Listen, I want to make money. I want to be successful. For me, materialistic things, they're not as, they probably used to be more important. Now it's more about me and my workout partner tone getting like a great workout. My body feeling great knowing that my business is going in a good direction. I'm able to make my employees happy and my clients happy. Um, Building brands, working with brands. I'm working with this company, Halo, now. We're a solution for people. Halo, I love. Yeah, uh, I actually, I, wanted,
1: I wanted to bring them up there. Yeah. They're a question of mine. I mean, just as a caveat sure. to anyone listening, Halo is one of my clients. And yes. that's actually how Don and I met. Yes. Because Don is one of their ambassadors. But I started my company so that I can only be representing brands that I'm obsessed with. And Halo is definitely one of those brands. And I wanted to talk to you because you are someone that I'm sure is approached to by... Every sort of huge name, Gatorade, Propel, Under Armour, whoever, like I'm sure wants you. You know what I mean? i got,
0: you know, I, I, fortunately, like I've spoken to a lot of different companies and the thing I loved about Halo, first off, they came referred to by one of my investors, um, Tony McCann, who's a very good friend. And um, when Tony says someone is worth talking to, I'm like, it's not even, I'm like, okay, uh, can I meet with him yesterday? Like yeah. he just, he's just one of those guys, he's a total winner a great person, but um, I met with uh, Anshuman, oh, I'm sorry, I met with Robin Chauvin first, mm-hmm. and hit it off with Robin, like smart as a wit, man, oh like my she's, she's got her being proud I think of she one. worked for, did she work for JP Morgan maybe, I think I it was JP, she was, yeah. on finance for like, she was on finance in yeah. those numbers, but I just had this really nice rapport with her, and she was she was smart, she's no bullshit either no bullshit, like no, she don't yeah. mess around and um, then she, uh, then they introduced me to Anshuman, then, uh, then they sent me the product, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself before I got the product, alright, well Tony says it's good, but Tony's not a nutrition guy, but Tony's not going to get anything bad. And I looked down at the product and I was like, whoa, because I don't drink anything but water and yeah. maybe a little bit of alcohol when it's time to have <laughs> some fun. But I was like, whoa, like this is really good. Yeah. Like, I, I try and almost concoct this same formula at, at my home, but I, I'm never as successful because you just can't get flavor out of it. And um, I looked, I go, this is amazing. And I tasted, I go, this is amazing. And then I knew the proof was in. I would drink it myself Mm -hmm. and I've been I've been handed so many products and I'll take a sip and I'll kind of put it away because it's just I don't want it going in my body Um, I have a halo every day it's the only so thing i So do cons-
1: I, except for when they don't send me product, guys. Like, I right now do. We not need labs, more product. We need more product. If um, you're listening. They've been
0: amazing. And you know what's actually delicious, too? Mixing it in tequila is probably one I've of I've heard.
1: I just, I have a fear of doing that because I drink Halo to feel good at like around three or four when I need energy. And I like,
0: actually find, I actually find. Um,
1: I'm scared that I'll, in my head, I'll like, I'll associate it with. I drink tequila. Halo.
0: I drink Halo. If I ever have a couple drinks one night, I'll have a Halo when I come home and I'll have a Halo when I wake up the next morning. But if you ask me, my go to to mix like with tequila i would mix a halo with it it's delicious and crushed the ice lime. oh my god
1: no oh my i'm god. sure I'm the lime try, the lime i i know like, i know it'll you be got delicious. a little
0: bit of salt in the halo which is kind of making giving a little bit of like yeah. a margarita flavor but you're re but you're also Fuck like it, I'm you, you're, you're hydrating no i'm trying to <laughs> we're, we're going to drink right now what's this over yeah we're no, gonna have some fun um <laughs> no but so then i met with anchuman and i think the icing on the cake for me was he's like, listen. We want you to come aboard not as an ambassador, but our chief wellness officer, We, uh, chief wellness advisor, sorry. We love what you believe in. I'm hitting it off with you right now. I'm a great judge of character. And then he brought in his team and his team of like 18 people. He's like, everyone here for the exception of like two mm-hmm. was with us with our last company. And right when I heard that and I saw the community and how they would deal with them, I was like, all right, when you guys want to get a deal done? And then when I when I went to him and I had my agent negotiating a deal, he came back and he was like, we're going to do this on the deal. And it was a little bit sweeter. And I just looked at him all like, I didn't, and he was like, no, you're, you're, you're worth this. And we're going to get our money out of you. Don't worry. We're going to all do really well with this. And we're going to supply something for the public that's going to be a solution. It's going to make them better. It's mm-hmm. not just about making money, but it's about giving people something that they need that's going to make them better. I was sold. That was it. My agent got off the phone with me and he said... Dude, let me tell you something. Me and you have been friends for eight years. Troy Bailey, he goes, if you're ever going to do a deal with any company, do a deal with these guys. It was one of the easiest deals I've ever been a part of in my life. They were That's amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. They were fair. They were great. And
1: No, and the product is just truly so good. Awesome.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. I love them. I love Robin. I love Anshuman. I will sit there and, you know... I promote the product tirelessly every day. They so do I. They I'm don't even know. I don't have to post. I don't have yeah. to do. But every day I'm dropping off like a VIP box or handing someone a halo or yeah. being like, look at the company I'm a partner in now. I'm so proud of it. Yeah. You know, I'm on the muscle and fitness podcast yesterday and I'm drinking it because, you know, I needed some electrolytes <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I'm looking down. I'm like, oh wow, this is actually good advertisement yeah. for halo. It's just like, it's second nature yeah. to advertise it, but I'm, I'm, I'm so psyched.
1: From like a health perspective, can you, yeah. and like an expert, I guess, perspective, yeah, sure. can you explain why electrolyte is, an electrolyte water or an electrolyte beverage like Halo is more efficient well, than regular water? Well, you know,
0: your body needs electrolytes. This is what um, enables us. Like our, do we
1: need it just to work out? Or no,
0: work no, out? no. We need electrolytes for us to breathe, for our hearts to keep eating, for our brains to function. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, electrolytes are really salts. You know, so um, but there's good and bad salts. So I think what I love about Halo is Halo uses a very high quality salt. They use a good ratio of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, There's magnesium. uh, There's specific vitamins in it. There's there's lemon in it, which is incredible for digestion. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's under I think it's under two grams of sugar, and I think the sugar is from like the The lemon. lemon. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) so yeah. You can you can drink this and feel great and. You know, not retain water. Yeah. It's a solution. It's like people are like, I drink Peter Light when I'm hungover. over. like, don't drink. Drink a Halo. Like it's totally. exactly everything. The totally. magnesium, everything you need. Halo sport. It's incredible.
1: Amazing. So I always close out the podcast with asking this one question that's a little bit lighter. And it's sure. what is your literal active ingredient as in what is something that you eat or that you have to do or... I don't know, anything that's like a smoothie or it could be a prayer, like you were saying, or a gratitude list or something that's like I, that you can't go do day without.
0: I, I, I've got a specific thing that's that, that's in my li- lifestyle every day. And I'm not talking about showering or brushing my teeth. I'm talking about prayer in my mm-hmm. in my life every day. Um, I break a sweat almost every, pretty much every day of my mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, I, I think it's just what's what's important for me is to be around good. And, and to be doing good. And so every day. I, every day. It's just, it sounds so corny. But I know when I get new environments that are very cutthroat environments and I have to do what I have to do, even in those environments now, like I'm not, I'll never be that CEO or that successful business person that's an asshole. It's just not my makeup. I'm very good to my employees. Do we get into it? Sometimes it happens, but it's out of love, and there's always a hug at the end of the day. Yeah. We always understand that it's in good intentions. And it's coming from a good place, and you know you got to make business decisions sometimes. So I think it's it's, it's a very corny answer, the workout. You know, do I eat right every day? No. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like it, yeah. it's not. You know. You know, there's specific days where you'll go blow it out, and you'll and you'll have fun, and then you'll wake up the next day and you feel like crap, and you're like, all right, you know what? I went overboard. I did a little too much, yeah. and. It's time to you get, get back, back on, on the horse you like, like on. Lauren. <laughs> but I know I know for a fact that if I do it too much mm-hmm. that makes me feel like like even even alcohol it's got to be once in a blue moon thing. Yeah. If it's like twice and in a week. alcohol
1: of choice is
0: I you know I mean I drink so infrequently that I mean, I'll
1: You'll
0: drink. Have whatever. I'll have whatever. And people are like, you're drinking mojitos. with lots of sugar. I'm like, yeah, but they taste good. Like, I'm not yeah. worried about drinking. Like, yeah, I haven't yeah. had a drink in three or four weeks. Like, I'm not worried about a mojito or a margarita. <laughs> like, if I want to drink beer, I'll drink beer.
1: Don's having a like
0: slushy pina colada. I'm drink, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love pina coladas. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm totally that guy. Like, when I'm on vac- if I'm on vacation with my wife, like I'm drinking like slushy drinks at a pool. I love like, it. Oh, this is delicious. Like, yeah. But no, I I think like um I think the last time I drank was maybe three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And I was drinking uh, just clear tequila with some club. Just
1: for specifics.
0: I'll drink Casa Migos, Casa Dragones, which is good. It's a little more expensive. If they don't have that, I'll do Patron or don julio or i'll uh, <laughs> the one night. I, I drink, I drink one night I drank i drank quarter one night i just woke up the next day and i was literally half dead and i'm like I'm never like, again this is, goodbye this is crap but
1: all right amazing well thank you so much for being on the podcast oh my god this was it was such an honor incredible. that you asked me thank oh my god, you. you you know i right? think the
0: world of you so thank you for oh, uh thank you for thinking well, enough for me to have me on thank the world of you thank you
1: <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening Please take a second to rate and review us and for more inspiration and quotes from the episode, check us out on Instagram at Active Ingredient. See you guys next time.